From NPR News, it's All Things Considered. I'm Robert Siegel. And I'm Audie Cornish. It's time now for NPR's Backseat Book Club, our monthly feature aimed at young readers. Our own Michelle Norris has been leading us on this reading adventure. And for February, she brings us two book selections. One of the greatest things about being a reader is that over time, the books on your shelf seem to start talking to one another. There are echoing themes that resonate in new ways when they resurface. That's why we chose two books this month. We came across a recent book that seemed to speak directly to a much-loved children's classic that was published almost 70 years ago. Each book, in its own special way, deals with a special brand of childhood anxiety. No matter how old you are, no matter where you come from, memories of playground teasing can still cause your stomach to tighten. Our first book, a classic, captures that ache. The 100 Dresses was written by Eleanor Estes in 1944. It's about a Polish schoolgirl named Wanda Petronsky. She's picked on by her classmates for her accent and her tattered clothes. The story was inspired by a classmate from Eleanor Estes' own childhood, Esty's daughter, Helena, explains that her mother never forgot those taunts. As an adult, once she had become a writer, uh, she figured that the only thing she could do uh, was to write her story, since she didn't know where this person was or what had become of this person. And that in itself, I think, is very, very touching. Over six decades, The 100 Dresses has touched generations with its poignant tale of bullies and bystanders. Helena Estes can attest to that. She's a children's librarian and says her mom's book is still quite popular. That's easy to understand because everyone at some point feels like an outsider. Our second outsider is much like a modern-day Wanda Petronsky. His name is Fadi. He's 11 years old, and instead of Poland, he comes to America from Afghanistan. He's the central character in a book called Shooting Kabul. It's the story of how Fadi and his family flee Afghanistan to escape the Taliban in the summer of 2001. But not everyone made it out. During the harrowing journey, Fadi's little sister, Mariam, dropped her Barbie doll, and she got separated from the family just as they climbed onto a truck and sped away in the dark of night. Fadi carries the guilt because he let go of her hand. His father's shame flowed over Fadi as the other passengers looked at Habib with pity. He had lost his sense of honor because he had not been able to protect his Namus, his daughter. But it wasn't his fault, thought Fadi. It was mine. I have no honor. I didn't protect Mariam. Fadi lands in the U.S. with only a few cherished items, his favorite book and his camera. In fact, the title, Shooting Cobble, refers to the photos he loves to snap. Author Nahid Senzai explains how the little boy tries to fit in at his new school. He joins a school where he stands out, is learning the customs and the, lang- uh, and the language and trying to fit in. Uh, but then something terrible happens, 9-11 happens. And time changes, and he being an Afghan, he being a Muslim, um, faces a lot of um, issues that um, happen in the grown-up world. And as we know, they trickle down onto the playground at school. You know, you set out on a task that seems almost impossible for a book aimed at at children, but you you seem to have achieved this with with grace and and depth. You share a story of this little boy. He's an immigrant who's come to California from Afghanistan just before 9-11, and then on top of being, you know, an immigrant and and an outsider, he's also wrestling with his sister who's missing and and missing 
because of something he feels he did. So this is a story that is that's very deep and very emotional and very complex and yet completely accessible to kids. How did you manage to do that to make sure that it was accessible to young readers? One thing is that I always think kids are smarter than us in many ways. Uh, they may be in the background. They may be, as you say, be sitting in the back seat, but they know what's going on around in the world. And I thought if I could write a book about such serious topics as, you know, terrorism and have Osama bin Laden in a book, and if I can make children understand uh, geopolitical, you know, realities of the world in a way that um, is very digestible for them and hopefully their families, um, I thought that that could be a very positive thing. Nahid Senzai had never read The 100 Dresses, but immediately understood why we paired the two books once she picked it up. I saw such immense um, parallels between shooting Kabul and 100 Dresses. Um, it's about a girl named Wanda Petronsky, who is a Polish immigrant and moves to a small town where she is uh, ridiculed for having and wearing the same old blue dress. And the beauty of the book is, and how it's written, it's actually, um, from, a lot of it is from the perspective of the two girls who torment her. And then I thought about all the kids. Uh, in, immigrants in general who come to the United States. I thought of, you know, Polish immigrants and um, at that time during World War II, uh, Germans and Japanese kids who were in the playground. And these themes of bullying and acceptance and immigrants and in, in becoming a part of uh, the fabric in America is, is a theme that's played for many, many years. You know, Wanda Petronsky, the the main character in The Hundred Dresses deals with mm -hmm. her sorrows by, by drawing dresses, and Fadi turns to photography. And it's so interesting that for both of these characters, it's art that helps lift them through their darkest days. Is there something to that? I think so. I think it's an it's an outlet for expression. Uh, I, for Wanda, it's for, you know, uh, showing the other girls that she really does have a hundred dresses lined up in her closet. And for Fadi, um, he uses photography as a way of finding his sister. That was Nahid Senzai, author of Shooting Kabul. Our other book was The Hundred Dresses by Eleanor Estes. Two books, published decades apart, provide a powerful lesson. Even though America is a very different place than it was 70 years ago, children often face the same struggles to find a path toward acceptance and understanding. Now, before we say goodbye to February, one more quick thing. In honor of Fadi and his passion for photography, we asked you, our youngest listeners, to send us photos of the people and the places you love. We received hundreds of beautiful submissions. To see a sampling, visit our website, npr.org. It's worth a look. And now for March, we have a puzzling choice, The Mysterious Benedict Society by Arkansas writer Trenton Lee Stewart. It's a story chock full of conundrums and enigmas, and it focuses on four orphaned kids united by their genius, their eccentricities, and their quest to save the world. Happy reading. Michelle Norris, NPR News. As always, we want to hear from our book club listeners, so please send in your questions about the mysterious Benedict Society. Our email address is backseatbookclub at npr.org.
You're listening to All Things Considered from NPR News.